Rewind with Oisín Langan. You know, obviously Davy felt that once Paul Kinnert maybe wasn't available who the players themselves probably would have had a huge regard for yet to look elsewhere. And Don Logue, I think, is, is, is as shrewd and as shrewd analysis of the game as there is. And I, I'm just looking forward to see what way this plays out. So no goals in the end. At the very least, we had a couple of interventions from the goalkeeper, namely Joe Hart, on chances created. United will feel they should have won the game. Declaring the winner by rear, naked, choke, Lewis, the last samurai, smoker! I never come out here and say I'm the best. I never said I was born gifted. But I'll tell you one thing, when I do come out, I'll give you everything. This is the Rewind on News Talk coming to you on Tuesday, given it was a bank holiday weekend. Coming up, we look back on Dublin's UFC fight night. We hear from Leinster coach Leo Cullen on reintroducing his World Cup players, and we preview the Dublin football final between St. Vincent's and Ballyboden St. Enders, that one taking place in Parnell Park on Sunday. There will be live updates, by the way, on Off the Ball. As well as all that, there's the Premier League and our Tricity League with Paddy Mulligan. First, though, the feature news over the last couple of days has been the appointment of Donald O'Cusack to the backroom team of the Clare Hurlers. On News Talk Breakfast, I got the reaction of two-time All-Ireland winner with the banner, James O'Connor. It's, it's out of the left field, Ushin. Um, I don't think anybody in Clare um, saw this coming. But listen, he's an astute student of the game. I thought he brought a lot of intelligence and insight uh, as an analyst. And, um, you know, so when Davey asked the question, um, you know, I'd imagine he's, he's a guy that's ambitious someday taking the Cork job and, who wouldn't um, grasp the opportunity to work with Tony Kelly, Podge Collins, David McInerney, Conor McGrath, some of the, the players that Clare have. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what way it pans out. What are you expecting him to bring? Because it's it's a strong mind joining a strong setup and a manager with a very strong mind. Yes, yeah, so listen, they're, they're, they're two um, you know people with strong opinions and, and um, you know different maybe views and on, on on how things um, you know should be should translate at that level. But as I said, you know change is good. Or you need to shake things up a little bit. Um, you know, obviously Davy felt that you know once Paul Kinnert maybe wasn't available, who the players themselves probably would have had huge regard for. Yet to look elsewhere, and as I said, Don Logue I think is is, is as shrewd and as shrewd analysis of the game as there is. And you know, it, as I said, I, I'm just looking forward to see what way this plays out. And Podge Collins is back as well now. He's injured; he'll miss the league anyway. Whatever about the start of the championship, that's obviously a big bonus as well. He will be a dual player though. Yeah, well, I, I was talking to Project last weekend, and you know he's he's ahead of schedule with the uh, with the recovery, and I'd imagine, listen, looking forward to getting back um, with the Hurlers. I think he missed it last season, and you know I I think that Davy will find a way to manage it this year. I think the Clare public as well, if he is the huge plus to having to having back on board, and um, listen, if if, if Clare is serious about going places in, in twenty sixteen, Podge I think would be an integral part of those plans. This is the rewind on News Talk this Tuesday. Given it was a bank holiday, that was James O'Connor on the appointment of Don Logue Cusack to the Clare backroom team. Still to come, a preview of the Dublin football final and a look back at the Dublin UFC fight night. First though, it's ex-Chelsea and Ireland defender Paddy Mulligan on the Premier League. Paddy, Jose Mourinho has been at it again. He's been charged again for what he said to the referee at halftime in their two one loss to West Ham over the weekend uh, what do you make of it all? He's, he's, he's certainly threatening to nice say he says and whatever is going on in the man's head I happen to think it's all linked to the fact that he, he didn't get any, any money from uh, Abramovich uh, during the summer um, to, to supplement the squad which he felt made his freshening up I do believe and uh, when this didn't happen now he's, he's, been, he's been sulking I think ever since and also the fact that Pedro arrived in and I don't believe it's only my opinion, but I don't believe that, that Pedro was his choice. I think that Abramovich maybe overstepped the mark again, um, if you recall back to the Balak and Shevchenko days, when Abramovich went and bought those two players uh, 
behind Mourinho's back. So it is all, it is all the, the, the hallmarks, as, as far as I would be concerned, of, of something, something similar there. And um, it's, only going to end up, it's only going to end up bad. And I really, after the weekend, I really don't see how, how Mourinho is going to last at Chelsea. Uh, over, over the next maybe three or four weeks, it's 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 beyond me because he's 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 he's, he's just rushing from from one crisis to the next, and he he, is, he obviously is not a happy man. Again, it started with 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 with, with Dr. Uh, Dr. Ava on 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 the eighth of uh, on the eighth of August against Swansea when they were when they were only drawn two to each, and 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 uh, he castigated uh, Bo Botor and the physio, which was a disgraceful and despicable yeah. way to behave. Towards, towards, towards anybody, but certainly towards your doctor and your medical staff, uh, certainly absolutely uh, appalling behaviour. So he's, he's, uh, he appears to me to have, have, have lost one of himself completely. And once, once that happens, there's only one way, and that's, that's, uh, that's out, uh, unfortunately for him. You're probably right. Was agree for yeah, you're probably right, given what we know about Roman Abramovich regards not giving him the money he wants and getting players that the manager doesn't want. But is there any merit in what he's saying about referees? Are referees going hard on them at the moment no because you look at well we could look at the, we could look at the Newcastle Sunderland game on, 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 on Sunday but in my opinion uh, uh, Cheney went shoulder to shoulder with Fletcher they both went for the ball and, and, and uh, Colaccini gives away a penalty and then he gets sent off so I think that Steve McGarland would, would, would have had a huge case there now and that, see uh, uh, Mourinho is, is highlighting everything because he's not happy that's, that's the only reason that, that he's highlighting It's a distraction technique. The referee is wrong. Everybody's wrong except, uh, except Mourinho. And yet that can't be right. What he should be doing now is getting himself sorted out, going back to the drawing board, thinking, right, how, how do I get into this mess? Now let me get back out of the mess because he's well capable of doing that. But if the mind says that he doesn't, that I, look, I don't want to do this, well, then that's the way, that's the way he's going to continue on. And perhaps, he, perhaps he's had enough for Chelsea. You, you wouldn't know him. Perhaps he's, he's, he's had quite enough, and he says, "Oh, yeah. uh, leave it, babe," because he, he he just lurches from 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 one controversy to the next, and that's not that's not good for the club, it's not good for the supporters, and it's certainly not good for the players, because the players then become disillusioned, and the players say, "Well, if he doesn't care, why should we care?" And he can turn around and say, "Well, Hazard isn't playing well, and Fabregas isn't playing well, and 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 and, and John Terry isn't playing well, and and, and Costa isn't playing well," but uh, when they need a manager. Mourinho isn't there. He has been there for them in the past, but he's not there at this moment in time. And they desperately need him to go and sort out uh, the playing side of of, of 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 the game. And instead, he's he's going and all the all, he's having a cut at every referee every week. There's something every week or in, There's going to be controversial decisions, and some of the refereeing can be can be appalling. But it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't justify what the way that he's been carrying on. In my in my opinion, anyway, it's just it's just absolute lunacy. Now, what about the Manchester Derby? Nil all between United and City at Old Trafford. Probably a better result for City than United, given that they were they were away from home and missing some big players. Yes, indeed. And and and, and would you would you credit that United set set a, a Premier a Premier League record by not having a shot on target in the first half? But, but look, both both teams both teams have, have, have problems. There's no there's no doubt about that. Actually, enjoy the game. I thought I thought it was a half decent game between two so uh, so teams. Uh, the way they play, but they both cancel each other out as well. Now, neither obviously wanted to lose, and I'm not so sure that that either really wanted to win because they, they, nobody really went out 
and set the salt out and say, right, I'm going to take the game to, 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 to City, or City, I'm going to take the game to United. Now, the owners, as far as I was concerned, was on, on United, because they're the home team. But it's, it's, it's not United at all, because a lot of the stuff, everything is square and back. And when you have two of your top players uh, down the years, uh, Schwein Steiber, who's been a magnificent player for Germany and Bayern Munich, and Rooney, who's, who has been a magnificent player, when you, have, when you have those two players not anyway coming near uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the way that they should be playing, but then, you know, United, United have, have, have a big problem. And Rooney has not been good, Moshin, for three years. I said three years ago that United should go and cash in and, and get rid of him because we've seen the best of Wayne Rooney. And if you look, if you look back on, 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 say, eight or nine years ago of, of how he was performing, there's a huge, there's a marked difference in what he's doing now. I also think that he's overweight. I don't know how he's overweight in October, but if we're being overweight in June, lying on a beach in Spain or something like that, I, that's fair enough. But being overweight in, 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 uh, in October coming into November, I don't, I don't understand that for, for the life of me. His pace is gone. I'm not so sure. Maybe, maybe his passion for the game is gone. Well, he's 14 he's, years he's, at the top, as you said. So 14 years, exactly. That would finish most a long, people. Long time. And he, he's been he's been he's been holding Man United together too as well. And he's been asked to play in every every position. Now I think what what, what Van Van Hal should do is stick Martial up, up front and let Rooney play often. Whatever 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 chance you have, or else give or else give Rooney a break for a few weeks. And, and see if that can re-energise him. But I'm not, I'm not so sure whether the rate enough that he puts weight on that it, it would be the correct thing to go and do because I, I, do, I do believe that he has to work extremely hard to keep his fitness levels right. And when his fitness levels go, like anybody, but especially Wayne Rooney, that's when he finds it, that's when he finds it difficult because to me, he's not really a, 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 natural, a, a, natural, a natural footballer. He really has to work harder his game. Uh, for him to do all the stuff that he wants to do, the closing down of people, making making all the, those those gut wrenching runs, uh, getting on to people, getting getting back and helping people out, he's not doing that anymore. He just he's already, as far as I can see, over the past number of years, he's just gone through the motions. That perhaps the, the big fallout that he had with Ferguson, that was denied there a few years back, uh, had a lot to contribute yeah. to it at all. But really, should be above all of that. Paddy Mulligan with us on the rewind. Paddy, all of a sudden, Arsenal have gone from being a good team to a good and consistent team. Well, only at the moment. You know, it's fleeting. It's fleeting with Arsenal. You know, they, I mean, for me, to be convinced that Arsenal are, are, are a good and, 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 and consistent team, they're going to have to do it right through the end of the season. It's no good just doing it for a few games. You know, they, they, they've, had, they've had a great month. But now they have to have an even better month next month and a better month in, in December and a better month in January. And that's going to sort the men out uh, from the boys. December, January, when the games are, games are, games are coming. What's been the key to this good run, though, in the last couple of weeks? Yes, it's, it's, it's been great for them. That's what I'm saying. That they've, they've had a wonderful month, but they have to continue on in that, in that vein. They can't, they can't slacken off because, because City will take advantage of any, any, any slip-ups that Arsenal make. So, but but it's great at the moment, and, and uh, for Arsenal fans and for Arsenal football team in the club, long long may it continue for them. Is, is there one particular reason, though? Is there one player playing well and that's bringing everyone else on? Is everyone collectively playing well? What's the reason behind their consistency at the moment? No, I I, I think it's a collective thing now at this moment in time. And you you, you have you have, well, I, I would single out Sanchez. Sanchez, I think, is is, is a magnificent player. Because uh, all on his game. Puzzle has come into his own just a little bit, but I want to I want to see more from him. So that's that's really what we're that's really what we're looking at. 
Paddy, we'll talk about Ireland in the FAI Cup final in the next uh, in the next uh, podcast next uh, Monday when we're back. Uh, Ireland up against Bosnia and Herzegovina for uh, the Euro 2016 playoffs, and of course the FAI Cup final coming up between Cork City and Dundalk. But what about what a game that's going to be? Yeah, so. could be a belter at the Aviva. Oh, but look, yeah, it could be a smashing game. Yeah, let's talk about the. The, the, the end of the season the regular season this week the title obviously already decided but what about the relegation Limerick are bottom and they go into a game next week that they have to win what's your advice to the Limerick players have you ever been in a similar situation yourself and oh, kind of, what are your I, memories at Crystal Palace uh, we got relegated from the first division to the second the second to the third in two successive seasons Oshin. that's failure with a capital F I can assure you of that and, and, and the one thing that the Limerick lads have got to realise is that the pressure is off, believe it or not. Well, you're in, you're in this position. You know exactly what you have to do. Go out there and relax. The worst thing that can happen is you're going to lose. And the best thing that can happen is you're going to win. So if you, if, you, if you go out there in a relaxed frame of mind, knowing what your job uh, is, you've got, a, you've got a great chance of, of, of getting three points. But if you go out all nervy and tetchy and afraid to make a mistake, then you're in trouble. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't worry about that. It'll, it'll, it'll come good but you must be positive in your attitude in, in everything that you do from now to the weekend and, and be thinking about the game not too much but start getting, in, getting it into your head on the Friday, Saturday that I have to go and do this What have you made of the league overall this season? Good or bad the league, or indifferent? The league has been good primarily because of, of, of Dundalk Dundalk have, been, have, have done very, very well and they've, and they're, and they're set the bar and they're, and they're trying to bring teams on both haven't, had a, both haven't had a bad season for instance Rovers will probably be a, be a little bit disappointed. Cork will probably be disappointed so much that, yes, they've given Dundalk another good run, but they haven't quite made it. But then Dundalk are an exceptional team, and they've got, and they've got a magnificent manager in, in, in Stephen Kenny. But they've got, they've got wonderful players, uh, Dundalk. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's no surprise, and it's no shame to finish, to finish second to a, to a quality team like Dundalk. That's for sure. OK, Paddy Mulligan, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Not at all. Pleasure indeed, Oshin. Thank you, now. That's Paddy Mulligan on the Premier League and the Ertricity League. Still to come, MMA, but first rugby. Connacht had the performance of the weekend. They're second, but only on points difference following a first away win against Ospreys at the Liberty Stadium. Ahead of their clash with Ulster next Friday at Thurman Park, Munster lost late on against Scarlets away from home 25-22, while the Ulstermen overcame Cardiff with a bonus point 24-17 at Kingspan Stadium. Leinster had a poor display on Friday but still beat uh, holders Glasgow Warriors 23-18. Now, the process of reintroducing the World Cup players continues. Some of them were actually in the squad last week but uh, more will join this week including Rob and Dave Kearney, Luke Fitzgerald, Mike Ross, Keen Healy, Devin Toner and Johnny Sexton among others. Uh, after Friday's victory I spoke to Colin about how he'll deal with the returnees. I think um, those guys are, are experienced enough at this stage. They have had to deal, have, have dealt with disappointments in the past, a lot of them. So that's the beauty for for players generally. Like it's you get back on the horse, you know. It's the next game. Um, you know, it's there'll be you know the we talk through the various permutations maybe of what was going to unfold during the World Cup and at what stage the group will come back to us. Um, and yeah, listen, we just got to deal with the guys. And thankfully, we seem to be in reasonably good health. Um, from an injury point of view, um, most of the Leinster guys have, are coming back okay, is what it seems on first um, inspection, at least anyway. Um, and some of the other, like there's been some big injuries, but they haven't been as we haven't been as badly affected. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll assess these guys, everyone on an individual basis, uh, during the course of next week, 
um, and we'll take it from there. Um, we're into two more Pro 12 games, and then we're in this block of what it's been seven games. It'll be seven games all up, and then we're into two big European games against two English teams. So who play tomorrow? Um, so we'll be watching that with great in- interest. Do you want to try to try and get them playing as soon as you can, or do you have to kind of assess them one by one and chat to them one by one and see how it goes? Yeah, it is. The guys that have been away are just such different levels. Um, some guys have played very little minutes, like Tyke Furlong came straight back because, you know, I, I think he'd only played like what half an hour or something at the World Cup, so um, it was important for him to get back into the mix. Whereas other players have had a lot more minutes, and we'll just assess those guys and see how they are. Um, from a medical point of view and try and make the best decisions for like the players and for the team um, over the next couple of weeks and hopefully we can get a bit of consistency then. Do you know what the situation is with Johnny? Would he be able to play when he comes back straight away? Um, Johnny was floating around a bit during the week so yeah, he looks in pretty good shape um, from again like the he was getting a bit of treatment on that, that groin problem he had so um, he didn't seem to be too bad. Leinster coach Leo Cullen on reintroducing some of his Irish stars ahead of their game next weekend. Don't forget the Champions Cup is back next month and it's live on News Talk. The Dublin County football final takes place this Sunday when St Vincent's take on Ballyboden St Enda's. Vincent's, of course, the current Dublin and Leinster champions. Let's hear now from Ballyboden wingback Stephen O'Connor on their win over Clontarf in the semi-final. They've come a hard road, Ballyboden. They beat uh, both Plunkett's and Kilmacud Croaks on their way to the final. First though, it's uh, Vincent's and former Dublin centre-back Ger Brennan on their campaign so far, including last week's win over Nafina. But first, Ger gives us an overall assessment. Well, I suppose we would have started um, well against Ballymone a couple of games ago, Shane. And I think we performed well as a team. We were certainly focused for that. We knew how tough that challenge was going to be and thankfully we came through it. Um, Luke in then the last day, that was another tough challenge as well. Um, I think mentally, you know, there were, we probably had a couple of lapses, certainly in the defence and me in particular. It wasn't one of my best days out. Um, but then going into this game here, we knew Nafina, you know, people have been talking about them being an up-and-coming team and they've won an awful lot on their age. So I so as we were conscious of not giving them a good start and you know putting the uh, putting the uh, the boot down as uh, as early as possible in the game and I think we started quite strongly and maybe that maybe took the stung uh, the sting over um, but in fairness they kept coming back they created good goal opportunities and um, you know thankfully Michael Savage put in a few great saves and you know we we couldn't help him out more really uh, for the other two goals in the final. Is that a worry going into the final against Ballyboden the fact that they have our teams have created goal chances against you? Yeah, it is. It is, and you know one has to be honest in their reflection uh, of games and um, we are conceding goal opportunities so we'll have to work on that now during the week um, it's something we were generally quite strong on so I think mentally we've maybe switched off a bit and so we need to be a bit tougher on ourselves and uh, try to limit the amount of opportunities Bally Bowden create Is it hard to work on it because I presume during the week given the short turnaround to the final it'll be mostly mental rather than physical because if you overtrain you'll be tired for the final yeah no that's true um, you are trying to let the body recover at the same time get a bit of tactical work done um, you know we've a lot of experienced players in our squad who are able to slot in to different roles and different maybe formations and I think we just have to improve on that mental aspect when we go into the game next week to ensure that uh, everyone knows what everyone's doing and just before I let you go this is a very special club and you have another very special day both this generation and previous generations have achieved this they've, they've won finals they've lost finals it's been mostly positive is it still special and if so is it a different kind of special because you're so used to it even this group of players alone and this bunch of fans alone 
Well, I suppose, um, yeah, look, historically the team have, have had the club have done really well um, over the years, over the decades. Um, you know, we're very much cognizant that, you know, it's not always going to be like this. Um, other teams will certainly have their day. So it's about making the most of the opportunities you have while you're in there. Um, we certainly won't get carried away ourselves. We're, we're no world beaters. We have a lot of work. Uh, we, we, we try to put a lot of work into our preparation, into our games. But, um, no, there is a great history to the club and it's... Uh, it's nice to maybe uh, become part of that. Maybe in 20, 30 years' time, to be the next generation of uh, players, they might be looking back and talking about um, the great Michael Savage and uh, other lads in the team. You know, so your best of luck next week. Thanks, Thanks so much. Stephen. That was a hard-fought win, but the important thing is it was a win for Ballyboden exactly, Saint Dennis. Exactly. Yes, uh, we're delighted with the win. First of all, Clontarf really put it up to us there. Um, Backs were against the wall there in the second half, especially down to 14 men. Um, just 10 minutes before half time, there we were down to 14 men, and we kind of we were. We were just kind of just wanted to settle the game back down and um, just grid grid it out there in the end there and we're with the win delighted with the win can't wait for a county final now it was a slow start from you lads was that down to you was that yeah, down to Conter we, fo- we usually focus on the first 10 minutes we just I don't know it was just I don't know whether um, we kind of we just didn't really settle down We ne- maybe we needed to tag on a few scores at, at the start but um just uh, yeah, we need to, something we need to work on definitely for for the next day. For the next, we just need to get off to a good start and just settle ourselves. You know, you'd 14 men for the entirety of the second half after yeah. Michael Darren McCauley was sent off. What was said at half time? Um, we said, listen, lads, just calm down. It's, it's a, like uh, the dressing room. We thought nearly we, it felt like near, we were losing at half time, but uh, we said, listen, lads, we need to calm down. Get the ball, get get the ball through the hands, and make sure you're not just kicking ball in long, and uh, just get the ball through the hand, and uh, make sure just when, when you get into the scoring zone, make sure you, you slot the ball. Over, you know. You'd slate some giants on the way, Kilmacud, Crokes and Plunkets. Yeah. Against Clontarf, you struggle a bit at times. Is that ideal um, preparation wise for the county final against well, either Nafina or Vincent? Oh well personally I always think a good tough game will will stand you in the long run. Like uh, we've a lot to work on there obviously um we've we've just our kind of our mindset we need to just get right for the next day and uh, yeah we're just really looking forward to it now, really looking forward to hopefully get another crack at Vincent's now for a uh, third time in a row, please God. <laughs> There's no real wait. It's next Sunday. That's good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, straight, straight, straight turnaround. So, uh, no, looking forward to it. Can't wait for it. Well, done. cheers. Thanks for Cheers. And that's Ballyboden wingback Stephen O'Connor after they beat Clontarf in the Dublin Senior Football Championship semi-final last Sunday. They did it with only 14 men in the second half, following Michael Dara McCauley's sending off just before half time. He will be okay, by the way, to play against St Vincent's in the final this Sunday. It throws in at Parnell Park at four o'clock. St Vincent's overcoming Nafina in their semi-final. And uh, before Stephen O'Connor, you heard from Ger Brennan, the recently retired Dublin footballer. Right, let's talk about the UFC fight night in Dublin. Uh, Mark O'Toole, MMA broadcaster and journalist, joins us now. Mark, sadly for Paddy Houlihan, he was the headline act, but he didn't get the result he wanted. I think he came up against a competitor who's, uh, you know, 10, uh, 10 wins, only one loss on his resume. That loss was against an incredibly talented uh, fighter uh, a good while back, uh, Chris Caruso, who um, went on to have a, a title fight against uh, the champion. Um, so uh, I think what, what we saw was an absolutely fantastic fight, first and foremost. Uh, the first round, uh, Paddy and uh, Lewis Smoka traded uh, back and forth with a, a lot of incredible, like, tornado-like uh, submission uh, attempts. 
Um, we even saw uh, Paddy Hulham uh, nearly uh, attempt a twister, uh, which is a, a, a very rarely seen um, position uh, that any uh, MMA uh, fighter would get in. But there was uh, there, there was some incredible grappling back and forth uh, between the two men in the first round. Um, I think we saw Paddy being his usual energetic self off his back, rolling and twisting, looking for different submissions, looking to take him to the ground. ground that, that did seem to be Paddy's kind of big weapon. That is what he looked to, to to try and win this fight or even get something out of it and he and he kind of couldn't eventually smoker did kind of twist out of it and when he got that series of punches going it was hard to stop him yeah like i mean i, I suppose like credit where credit's due paddy's uh striking has come on a lot in recent years and i think it was something people remarked on uh last uh last summer uh when the ufc came back to dublin after uh four years um, Paddy's striking was very, very impressive in his win over uh, Josh Sampo. Um, but um, I think it was the difference here today. Louis Smoka's uh, striking looked a little bit more crisp. And then uh, eventually in the second round, um, uh, Paddy uh, uh, had a, a triangle, which is usually a very um, tight kind of back lock uh, that kind of positions the, the, the fighter pretty well. We usually see um, Paddy's teammate Gunnar Nelson use it to great effect um, but Smolka was able to twist and turn in and from there on in uh, Smolka dominated the round and won with some incredible ground and pound um, uh, from uh, Mount. So it was it was a it, it, it was um, it was a good fight, and uh, that ground and pound, Paddy showed his back after sustaining a lot of damage, and um, it was a rear naked choke in the second round. But it was an incredibly uh, entertaining fight for any neutral fans that were watching. And although there was deadly silence in the in in, in the tree arena afterwards, um, I think people felt like they got their money worth from that fight. If there were doubts beforehand, because obviously um, at the main event, uh, Joseph yeah. Duffy versus Dustin Poirier was pulled um, less than a week before before the fight but I think um, the action that was seen in that fight um, certainly made up for it What does Paddy do from here? Yeah, it, I, I suppose it's a difficult one uh, I think um, this was a great showcase for both fighters to uh, be in a position of headlining an MMA event, a, a position that they didn't think they'd be in before. And um, I think whoever was going to win it, uh, there's going to be a bit of promotion behind. So I think Lewis Smoka yeah. is going to be fast-tracked uh, towards uh, fighting some of the, the, the top contenders in the division. Um, where, uh, as Paddy, um, I suppose it's back to the drawing board, um, you know, uh, that flyweight division is an interesting uh, place at the moment. Um, um, there's, um, you know, the champion yeah. is, is, is incredibly dominant. But uh, and Paddy would have realistically gotten into the top 15 rankings with a win here. I think now it's time for him to just go back, go back to the drawing board. I think we saw uh, very little returns on tickets. So people are still very interested in seeing Paddy fight. He's still a major draw. So um, I think Paddy will be looking yeah. for another fight in the next while, and I think he'll get an audience for him. So um, with a good performance like that, uh, it does nothing uh, to harm yourself in the eyes of the UFC top brass. Given that it was a home event, I probably would have got a lot of backing from the crowd had I been fighting, or anyone would, but the crowd genuinely seemed to love Paddy, and there's a lot of positives for him to work on. Look, am I an expert at this? No, I'm very much a bandwagon jumper. I did enjoy our trip to the weigh-ins on Friday. I have to say, Mark, it was a real eye-opener. Uh, and not a good night for Paddy in a result sense, but uh, a very good evening for Norman Park, Ashley Daly, and Neil Seary.
Yeah, there were there were five uh, there were there were five uh, Irish fighters on the card. Norman Park uh, was bumped up to the co-main event, and uh, despite a pretty um, uh, how can we say a, a pretty as, as you saw at the weigh-ins on uh, Friday, uh, a pretty tense uh, <laughs> stare-off against uh, Madadi in the weigh-ins. Uh, Norman. Uh, won a unanimous decision against him in the co-main event, which uh, he looked really sharp in. He didn't get the finish, which he was looking for, but his striking was very good. He was fighting a very strong caliber fighter. And uh, Norman, uh, who was coming off two, two losses, two controversial losses, he's been... Um, you know, uh, they were very tight, and some would say he possibly would have won his... Uh, won, uh, won at least one of his last two fights, uh, particularly um, uh, particularly his last one against uh, Trinaldo. Um, they were both split decisions, so that just goes to show how tight they were. Um, but he's back in winning form now. Um, what he was saying is he's never felt as fit as he was before, so he might look uh, to drop down um, from uh, lightweight to Conor McGregor's division, which is better weight uh, for the first time ever, because he felt really healthy, he felt really on point, and he got back to winning ways, so um, maybe that might be an opportunity for him to do something. I, I did see that um, he was uh, offered the Poirier fight, uh, which Poirier didn't take up uh, take up on, um, and Poirier yeah. wasn't looking to fight Norman Park. So I think um, whatever he does, whether he moves down or moves up, uh, Norman's very much seen as a, a dangerous fighter who you're never going to get uh, a, an easy fight out of. Um, it, whether that is lightweight or featherweight that he ends up in and his striking his come forward and his, his grappling in the clinch was yeah. we're, we're all excellent and we're all on point on, on, on Saturday Unfortunately in the preliminary fights it wasn't a good night for a guy I'm a, a fan of I have to admit Cahill Pendred yeah, no, Cahill, uh, I, I suppose, uh, was, was beaten pretty thoroughly by uh, Tom Breeze. And, um, you know, um, Cahill did show some, 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 nice, uh, some nice striking um, early, uh, early on. He, did, he, did, he was kind of like looking to stand and trade, whereas maybe um, he might have been uh, better advised to try and get into the clinch and take it to the ground. But uh, what we saw in Tom Breeze is very much a guy who, um, who's got a lot of talent and Cahill said it afterwards, this guy's going to go very, very far in the game. Um, at 24 years of age, so um, he caught a loss in the first round. Um, I think Cahill has been one of the most active fighters in the last 15 months. He has um, fought um, six times, uh, which is he's rarely been out of camp. And I think sometimes when you have been fighting so much and on the road so much and fighting more than any other fighter, you rarely have time to kind of maybe. Uh, go back and kind of look inwards at your own game and maybe refine some of the things. So I think uh, I think Cahill might look for for a nice kind of uh, a, a break or a layoff just to kind of work on a couple of things um, that in his game, notably his striking, has come in for criticism in the past. Um, but even just to refine, chill out because uh, like any like any car, sometimes you just need to service and fine tune yourself. And I think Cahill has been on the road for a long, long time. Um, if you look at uh, Joe Duffy, who was meant to be on this card, he took a break from MMA to uh, to train to become a professional boxer and prove his striking. Uh, Tom Breeze, who beat uh, Cahill, also uh, took um, two years off in the past. Um, 
to refocus his game. So I, I think there might be a lot to be said for that. Maybe not two years, but certainly uh, maybe maybe after six fights in, in, in 15 months, uh, Cahill uh, would welcome a break and maybe a chance to um, refine and, and fall back in love with the game. Uh, but, you know, his record in the UFC is still 4-2. and two, and yeah. Fair few people, fighters in the UFC, have that. Um so um, it's been an amazing journey with him since his his win on the last UFC Dublin card, uh, where he uh, won in, uh, in won in a fight of night uh, award. So he's got plenty more to offer, uh, but maybe it's time for him just to chill for a bit. MMA broadcaster and journalist Marco Tool, thanks for joining us on the rewind. That's it for this week. We we came to you on Tuesday because it was a bank holiday weekend. We're kind of lazy like that. We'll be back as normal next Monday with a full review of everything that went on over the weekend including the Premier League don't forget to join the lads every night from 7 on Off The Ball and this Saturday from 1 and Sunday from 12 from myself Oisín Langan and the rest of the team goodbye and good luck Rewind with Oisín Langan You know obviously Davy felt that once Paul Kinnerfield wasn't available who the players themselves probably would have had a huge regard for yet to look elsewhere and Don Logue I think is, is, is as shrewd and as shrewd analysis of the game as there is and I, I'm just looking forward to see what way this plays out so no goals in the end at the very least we had a couple of interventions from the goalkeeper namely Joe Hart on chances created United will feel they should have won the game declaring the winner by rear naked choke Lewis the last samurai smoker I never come out here and say I'm the best I never said I was born gifted but I'll tell you one thing when I do come out I'll give you everything